It's Training Camp 2023. Great Range Premium Bison presents The Drive. play calls of all time salute to the guardians uh play-by-play guy whoever that may be but great call it's uh d-mac james maryland kj what's happening drew got a fresh haircut all right drew looking good wearing shoes today not open-toed it's a sign of things getting cooler james all right that yeah. is a uh step toward fall yeah, yeah, yeah when the uh the flip-flops go away tennis shoes and sneakers come out doing a roll call kj still married Hanging in there. Good. All right. Drew, you had your barbecue in sometime this weekend? Yeah, I got it in. Nice. Yeah, got shoes on. My feet are not cold today. So we're good. I saw a Barbie over the weekend. Oh, yeah? How was it? It's not for kids. Okay. All right. I would, I'd believe that. So, I mean, uh, I talked to Mace and his 11-year-old daughter saw it and he's, he said she got it and was cool with it. So, uh, okay, cool. Mace, I, I respect that, 11. But 7- or 8-year-old daughter, I don't know. I don't know if she's going to get it. Have you seen Oppenheimer? I have seen Oppenheimer. Another one not for also, kids. Also, definitely not for kids. <laughs> not, I don't know if that was for adults, but I, that, that uh, could give you some nightmares. I was uh, at that movie sitting next to my 17-year-old. Obviously, I wasn't yeah. too concerned about him seeing it. Yeah. I don't know that I like sitting next to him during all that. You know, did you ever have that moment where you're at a movie and like those scenes come on and you're at the theater with your parents? It's, uh, not, it's just not comfortable. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Oppie was a was a player. Yeah, Oppie was a player. Yeah, and he. They, uh, uh, they show that a few different times. Yeah, it's like you know, oh. uh, you know, whatever. It just uh, you you, you want to be with uh, certain people, and not with other people when those scenes pop up. Forgot about that. I mean, yeah, you know, there was the, uh, the of course the, but that was, part of it too. Sure, there was just like lounging in the tub. Uh, yes, you know, there were those. Yeah, good other, movie though. Other moments. Both good movies. Which would you recommend more? Um, Oppenheimer. Yeah. But okay. I thought Barbie was good. I like Barbie. You know, I think people are taking the Barbie movie a little too seriously, and they just need to lighten up a little bit. That's because we take everything a little too seriously? The critics of the Barbie music, I need to take talk about taking a Russell Wilson chill pill. I saw some of the anti-Barbie people out there. It's like, yo, lighten up. Yeah, but it's a movie. It's a movie. It's about, you know... Women's rights and it's uh, it's it's all it's all good. It's all good. It's fun. We, my wife and I loved it. So you know, my life, my wife loved it, loved it. Like my wife was like crying in parts of it, okay. like good tears, and was laughing. She loved it. I would see it. I have not because I have three sons, so it hasn't come up on the list of things they want to go do. Okay, what about your wife? Uh, it's just you know that doesn't that stuff doesn't come up. I mean, movie night isn't in the when you got three kids playing what, football. What, what, what does sort of occur for the Marilat uh, romance? Like, what 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 does come into play here's, between you and your wife? Here's who you're taking, uh-huh. when and where, and here's who I'm taking, when and where. That's it. Okay, that's what life is at this point. Okay, it's a uh, it's a calendar. We're basically a scheduling service. 
And a transportation service. Uh-huh. You're a uh-huh. logistics service. Correct. You and your wife. Correct. Until we get at least one more person driving, and then it'll be a little bit easier. But, uh, yeah, that's what we are. We're KJ, transportation. does this look like amazing things to look forward to? Just, uh, I mean, look at this with the kids. Man, I, I'm I loving it. Um, can't wait till that happens, huh? I, I can't. I literally can't wait, you know, telling the kids that, you know, I can't go this place and that place until you learn how to drive. That's, that's beautiful. Wow. Here's the other thing I learned from that. This weekend, What's T-Mac. Yes. Um, if, you're, if your 14-year-old son is in a lift-a-thon for his football team, okay, go with a flat amount. Don't go by the pound. What'd you get? Uh, I got dinged for more than I was planning. Yeah? Yeah. You know, how I much, tried, I tried how to much be, did he lift? Uh, how much you bench? I, the total was 675. Oh, whoa. I'm was, sorry. You went a pound? No, I didn't go a pound. No, I went 50 cents. Oh. You know, because there were some other relatives that were jumping in on the per pound. I'm like, well, I got to be the highest. Okay. You know, dad's got to go higher. Yeah. Well, I that's still a lot. I wasn't planning on the 337.50 wow. coming my way. Damn. So that's that's the lesson I learned. Go with the flat rate. Go with the flat rate. Today, um, well, congratulations to Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. Um, that was entertaining. As That was uh, fantastic. Head first slide. Safe. And in the score is Jimenez. Another hustle double right over the bag at first. Now Hosey and Anderson square off. They're fighting. They're swinging. Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. Now, based on that call, who do you think got more uh, games in terms of a suspension? I would guess they should be this. They should be the same. They are not. Do you not know the answer? I to don't. This? I do not know. Oh, fun, fun game here. So, who do you think got more? Anderson, he threw down his glove, squared up. He was right. He he's the one who turned it into a into a fight. Anderson got six games, and Ramirez got three. I think uh, now that we kind of talk it through, I could see that. The That's other way else, around, though, though, you get your lights punched out, and you get more games. Yeah, but you know what? Your fault. He, huh? he started it. I you mean, started- not to sound like I'm in <laughs> second grade on the on the playground, but if you start it. It's not who finishes it. The other guy's kind of obligated to finish it if he can. Gotcha. Well, he did. Have you? I heard the the guys on the Players Club talking about this. Have you ever been tagged like that where you were just down? Just Double. one punch and boom. I've only been in one fight in my life. One. Travis Doty, fifth grade. Okay. He was uh, picking on Richard Young, and I stood up for my buddy Richard Young, and uh, uh, neither one of us really, uh, you know, nothing. And then our we had an in-school suspension during um, recess where we went to the basement with the janitor who was building a canoe at the Winthrop School. <laughs> it was one of the creepier suspensions of all time. We didn't see anything wrong with it at the time, but when you look back and you describe yeah. it. Have you watched the Queen's Gambit on uh, I have. HBO? It's a yeah. little bit like when she has to hang out with the janitor and play chess. Uh, there were some moments of creepiness that they yeah. probably wouldn't do again. No. I take it by your question. You've been knocked in the nose no. one time. No, I haven't. But Chad Brown was telling the great story of, you know, you, of, the, of the group. I would have said, well, probably Orlando's least likely to have gotten knocked out. Probably. Well, I don't know about that. Well, he was talking about how he was like, Six foot four, three thirty, coming out of high school. I'm like, who's picking on him? Yeah, but oh god, okay, keep going. So I would have said him. Then I would have said Chad, and then I would have said Nate, most likely to get decked because he's the smallest of the bunch. And yeah. let's face it, he probably was the lippiest. Yeah, but oh, okay, all right, go ahead. You can't keep you going. see Nate, kind of the guy that just was getting after people in high school. Uh, I'm not this in a negative way. Maybe, um, but no, Chad had a story of he got he got knocked out in. in he got knocked. Yeah, out. Chad. I was very got knocked surprised, out. like in middle school or something. I was surprised by that. I've I've, I've not been I've not been decked. I have not either. 
Uh, KJ, you ever been smacked in the face? And uh, no, uh, not not in the face, but I'll never forget. It was one time in sixth grade since we we're talking about middle school. Um, and, and me and this guy, we were kind of you know like play boxing or whatever. And I was protecting my head because he was throwing primarily headshots. Jeez. And he right. came from my stomach, and I'm talking about he gave me like a nice blow, like the type of blow, like I thought he didn't like me type of blow. And I was down. I was like, <laughs> wow. I couldn't right. I was That's like, oh. story. I was like, I'm finna die. Drew, did uh, Raj ever throw one at you? It's, uh, <laughs> no, Raj square? never did. No, no. But I grew, up, I grew up playing hockey, so I, I've been smacked in the face. Oh, there times. you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, but you got a face mask on, don't you? In the old hockey? or Well, yeah. when you're growing up, yeah. But when you start yeah. playing adult hockey. You, you get, you've been in a fight in adult hockey? Uh, I wouldn't call it a fight fight, but a little scrum where... Was somebody threw a punch at your face? Yeah. In adult hockey? Yeah, with a glove on, wow. still. still you've never, you've on, never but... been in a fight in an adult sports league? <laughs> um, I guess I have. I've played in plenty of them. I, I've, it happens. I've, I've, there have been words exchanged. It happened. The worst was, like, words were exchanged with one of my own teammates. During the game? Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told him, uh, I gave him a hard time about not sliding or something like that, and then he yelled at me, and he said he's saving himself for his real softball league. And, wait a minute, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Back up, back up. So this guy <laughs> on your team, playing slow-pitch softball, I'm assuming, did the right thing and didn't slide. No, it was, I screwed the story up. There was, and there you was got something. mad at him. He actually yelled at me first for not going for a ball or something, and I told him, well, why didn't you slide? And... I, you know, it kind of went back and forth. I don't know. It was stupid. So you're pro sliding and slow pitch softball? Uh, I forget what the situation was. It seemed like it mattered. Championship game, bottom of the seventh, 5-5 yeah, five, five game. Well, fair enough. You're rounding third, going for home. Yeah, I still stand up. Yeah, me too. Okay. okay. Just make sure we're on the same page. Adam Schefter will join us in just a, a second. Our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. So we'll go over all the uh, NFL news and notes. Are the Broncos... Looking for a running back. It was, I, I heard C, um, Zach talk about it earlier. I know exactly what the conversation was out at um, Dove Valley today about uh, the running back status of Javante Williams because I was part of it. Because what had happened is I was listening to the Players Club as I'm uh, on the on the bike, bring, bring, over to Dove Valley, and I'm hearing Orlando say, hey, man, I I have not seen... A lot of good stuff recently out of Javante Williams. And it, it took me a, a second. I'm like, huh, okay. I, you know, it didn't really stand out to me one way or the other. But, you know, hey, it's Orlando Franklin. You know, it's Orlando Franklin. I'm going to take his word for it. And we get over there, and I'm, I'm, I brought it up to some of the guys. Like, I guess I've noticed anything about Javante. Is he out there? What's going on there? And then Cecil hit us with the, uh, he's the last thing you have to be worried about. And I was like, oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's this, that, and he's fine and all that sort of stuff. I think we've been grading Javante Williams during training camp on a curve. But I talked to Mike Cliss, and he goes, Man, boy, that guy just runs into a lot of piles, doesn't he? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right. So I was watching more specifically today, and you know what? I think O might have hit on something. I think there was a lot of jump day one, maybe even day two. Well, where are we now? Day 9, 10, 11, whatever it is? Yeah, at some point, I mean, we've, we talked about this for over a week, right? At some point, Russell Wilson needs to make a play. Yeah. At some point, doesn't your starting running back need to have a moment? You're like, hey, all right. I mean, I get it. It's well, hard I, was to- watch, I was watching, I was see what it is. It it's is a, just a little bit of a hesitation before he's doing whatever he's doing, and it's almost every single time. Well, and it's hard to judge running backs in training camp practice anyway because you can't tackle. When you're a running back who's... Number one trait is 
being able to gain yards after contact, it really becomes difficult. The other part of it is, I mean, what's he supposed to do when Zach Allen sent him in the backfield at the time he gets the handoff? There's been a lot of that, too. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's not raring to go, but I would certainly not say that's the least of their problems, not by any means. Let's go to our NFL insider, Adam Schefter. Oh, we're here again, Adam Schefter, presented by Twin Peaks. Adam, how are you? How's your family? Just give us the Schefter family update as we haven't talked in quite a while. Well, D-Mac, great to be with you. Great to be in Denver again for another season. Always love doing this. Um, it's a privilege every single Monday to be able to talk to you like this. Uh, like carving out the time to do it. Uh, everybody here is good. Uh, getting ready to roll with my daughter for her third season on Salon Time. Oh, my gosh. So, that's awesome. Yeah, that's going to be exciting. We Is, she, uh, is, is, I, Dylan, is Dylan a teenager yet? Dylan's going into ninth grade. She's going to be oh 15 my years old. God, Adam, what has happened? What? Uh, <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? No, I can't. That's cr- my youngest, my Dylan, my youngest Dylan turned 21 yesterday. Oh, my gosh. No, I know. Oh seriously, my. dude, it's ridiculous. So It, it, it goes real quick, uh, as we all know. You know, uh, what's the old expression? The days go slow, the years go fast. Oh, Very my God, true. no doubt. Uh, running back situation. Uh, we were just talking about Javante Williams. He is back. It's just like, uh, we'll see. What are you hearing out there about um, the world of the, the running backs and uh, what's happening out there? You know, listen, I, um, I think it's a situation where there's a reason they went out and signed Samaje Piran on the first day of free agency and paid him a little bit of money, right? Mm-hmm. They did that. If you're going to pay that guy, uh, that tells you they want to use him a little bit and, and that they want to, I think, be smart and careful about Javante Williams. And Javante Williams is an enormously gifted football player, and you wanted to get back to being Javante Williams. And I don't know whether that's going to be week two or six or eight or whatever it is, but they don't have to rush him being they have the other running back. So we're going to see, like, you've been there in person. Tell me what you've seen. It it started out good right off the bat because I think it was so exciting for him just to be there, period, and run through tackles and all that sort of stuff. And now it's not like it's bad, Adam. It's just like, it's just, you know, probably a guy who's got some soreness and is not all the way back or a little bit more hesitant and... It's just like, okay, I mean, it's what's concerned me from coming back so quick from that knee in the first place. But, Adam, the pressure for these running backs is immense, right? You just got to be available or look what happened to some well, of these better guys. Uh, D-Mac, I would go the other way. You said the pressure is immense. I would say the pressure is immense to be careful about it. Mm. Like, what's the rush? Why, why? again, you want to get back as a competitor, for your team, your teammates, of course, but from a business standpoint, what are you rushing for? Let's make sure that it's right before you're back. You're, you're saying the pressure to get back to prove something, and I think it's just the opposite. I think that they have to be really careful, and it's more important to make sure you're fully right before you're fully back. Because Javante Williams, what, he's going his third year. Yes, Right, and he's a second-round draft pick, so he'll be extension-eligible for the first time after this season. You know, as a running back, you ah, maybe maybe they pay him after this year, depending on <laughs> how it goes. But, I don't know, but man. I don't know if anybody gets paid anymore. Well, and, and, and especially when you consider the slew 
of running backs that are scheduled to be free agents after this year. Saquon Barkley, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Like, there, there are a lot of backs out there, not to mention any of the, any of the other backs that will be coming out in the draft. So, you know, if you're Denver, why are you going to go pay this guy after three years, which, again, to my point, right. is that you sit back and you're Javante Williams, you make sure that your leg is right before you're getting back out. You say the pressure is on him to get back out. I say the pressure is on him to get right and then get back out. Adam, the, the rumors are always fun to talk about, but it always leads me to the, the second part of it is, well, what would the price tag be to acquire any of those guys? And obviously, Josh Jacobs, Jonathan Taylor, uh, a couple of guys are disgruntled with having the franchise tag. Have you heard anything as to what the Raiders or the Colts or any of these other teams are looking for in exchange for their uh, unhappy running backs? Well, first and foremost, the Colts have said they're not going to trade Jonathan Taylor. Now, that may be true, and they may stick to that. Um, but at some point, Jonathan Taylor wants to be paid or he wants to be traded, and there's a little bit of standoff, and until he gets one thing or another, he's going to continue to be you know, at, his, at the practices in his hoodie with a scowl on his face like he's been throughout the summer. Doesn't look very happy. It looks like a little bit of a toxic arrangement. Josh Jacobs isn't even in camp. He's not signed. Um, you know, th- they can't trade him. They can't trade him unless he signs the franchise tender. And he's not signing the franchise tender until he's ready to go do that. And nobody can go pay him a long-term deal now anyway. So there's no incentive, even if he's getting traded, to go sign the franchise tender. So that trade becomes a little bit difficult. Saquon Barkley, they're not trading him. You know, he's the focal point of their offense. So there's question marks about all these guys right now. And we'll see where it leads. I I think that, look, if if a team suffers an injury, and and the other thing about it is this, let's just say you're a team that was in desperate need of a running back right now, Mm -hmm. okay? Why are you going to go trade for Jonathan Taylor or Josh Jacobs, which you can't even really do? when you can just go sign Dalvin Cook or Ezekiel Elliott or Kareem Hunt? Mm. Adam, Without uh, without having to compensate another team. Like, Jonathan Taylor and Josh Jacobs, you want them that much more than Dalvin Cook or Ezekiel Elliott or Kareem Hunt? Adam, you do your own podcast as we uh, get you out the door here, but we love having you back on. What's the most interesting thing you found out doing your own podcast over the past couple months? That's a great question. Um, huh. I, well, you, you kind of caught me there, D-Max. You know, the <laughs> well, you talked to a lot of interesting people. They must have told you something. Well, well, are we talking about what I've learned or what I've learned about the podcast? Like, either know, either or. It could be either or. I You know, I thought about well, the... Well, you know, uh, 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 well, how about this? We're going to go back one week. We're going to stay in this week, and we're going to look ahead a week, okay? Yeah. So last week, I had on DeMarcus Ware. Okay, and I'm just telling you that that guy is incredibly impressive. Oh, yeah. And I and I've always known that, and my interactions with him have always been positive. But I have such great respect for forget about the player he was, but the man he is. Mm-hmm. And you saw it in the speech. And mm-hmm. if you listen to him on my podcast last week, you'll hear it in his message and his voice. I I love that guy. Great respect for him. Today, Matt Ryan, mm. another guy. See, I love talking to people that I, I really respect and like. And, and, and DeMarcus Ware's in that category, and Matt Ryan's in that category, 
and Matt talked about the Jonathan Taylor situation, and he talked about being up twenty-eight to three in the Super oh, Bowl. Oh. He, he 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 talked about it openly, and and that's we talked about that. I said, well, what about last year when you were playing in Minnesota and we're up thirty-three nothing? Like, mm, and I don't mean to walk you down these paths, right, but, right. and he was great about it. Like he made, as I put in the tweet, he made his mess his message today, and he's leaned on that as a source, uh, a foundational source that he leans on when he gives speeches about having to bounce back in life. It was very cool in today's podcast. And next week, I, you know, I love fantasy football. We're going to have on Field Yates and Daniel Dow to kind of break down all the people you should and shouldn't be drafting in fantasy. So, look, every week you pick up something new, right? That's it. the beauty of this. And that's what that forum does. I, I like to sometimes go beyond the 30-second soundbite that we talk on on ESPN and, and really – get to know a person a little bit over yeah. the course of 15, 20 minutes, a half hour. Right. And so that's the fun part about the podcast world. Oh, I love it, Adam. Here we go. Another season of NFL football. We're, we're glad you're on our team and we'll talk to you next week. Well, DMAC, I counted it up before I came on today yeah. and I will be on with you today and for each of the next 27 Mondays. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad you got that dialed in. I'm glad you neurotically counted that up at some point today, but we we appreciate it. Thanks, Adam. It's Monday. There you See go. Adam. Adam Schefter. See, then he has a countdown. You just say, hey, one down. One less week. It's like back. he's, you know, the prisoner who's just putting the marks on the wall. Adam Schefter presented by Twin Peaks. Our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Did the coach really shame me today? Because it, it says I got shamed by Sean Payton. Maybe. And he said something that is the most common sense, most awesomest thing that I, I am. If he shamed me and he doesn't like me, that's fine. But I'm getting to like Sean Payton more and more the days that they go. And we'll tell you about Russell Wilson. That's all coming up next. Training Camp 2023, Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. Presents The Drive. Aww. Something like a mirror, and I'm always good with JC. You reflect Can't go wrong with him. Can't go wrong. If you ever feel alone, James Merrill here, KJ. Rooftop looking great. Rooftop is telling us some stories that Holy are cow. scaring the crap out of us during the break. I mean, if I ever need security detail. Jeez. It was a different life back then. Rich is like, uh, that was well, uh, what would you call what would you call a lot of fights? <laughs> he goes, ten? I go, yeah. I'll call ten a lot. I like how he says it was a different time. Like like he wouldn't just go right back to that mode uh, if needed. Richie If needed, I would. Yeah, yeah it's my that's what I'm yeah. saying. We were comparing Rich Richie looks a lot like one of the Broncos. Now Richie's not one of the tallest fellas. He's not short. But how tall are you, Rich? I'm five nine. Okay, and they got this guy, uh, Michael Burton. I think he's a little bit of a secret weapon, but I, when I looked at Michael Burton and Richie, it's like the same dude. It's uh, But, Richie, you go 220-something or other? Yeah, I'm about 220. But, like, right? Richie looks like he could bench press a house. I mean, huge broad shoulders, big legs. Because I was looking at this Michael Burton guy. 5'8", 220 is a fullback. Like, that's, uh, yes, like, that's, that's, yeah. that's fullback dimension. And this guy is 5'11", and that's probably a lie, 242. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's like Richie out there. He kind of looks like you out there, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, if I if I spend a little time with Landau Performance, I bet I could get a similar there build. Go. There you go. Appreciate it. Or I don't know who he's fought. 
I'll give you this for Russ. I'm telling you, number 20, Michael Burton, secret weapon for Russell Wilson. Super secret weapon. And they're doing exactly what I thought they would with Russell Wilson. They're just, they've already stopped calling plays, even in practice, that they just don't suit him. Well, that's that being said, smart that being coaching. Said, that is smart coaching. That being said, he hit in the red zone, drilled today, over the middle, Jerry Judy down. It was like, everybody wants to talk about the Judy touchdown catch. Mm-mm. The best play from Russell Wilson in this entire camp was like a seven-yard pass over the middle in traffic to Jerry Judy in the end zone today. Okay. That was, we all know he can throw the ball deep. We all know Jerry, I mean, Jerry, you should have seen the ball he dropped today, though. Oh, my God. The dude who was covering, I don't even, just tripped. He just fell over. I mean, Judy's like, Judy is by himself in the end zone. Get, and it just bounces off his chest. Getting it out of the way now. That's fine. I mean, that was if that ever happened in a game, dude. I mean, it would be. Ugh. I mean, that is not a championship habit right there. We have had more moments though. As much as there's been hand wringing about Russell Wilson, we have had more moments through the first week and a half of this training camp with Russ than we did last year. The receivers couldn't catch a cold today for for a, for a chunk of practice, and then then it was Russ to Judy. In a, a really tight situation where he has struggled, and he got a touchdown out of it. It was like, all right, there you go. It happens. Because a year ago, Russ didn't have a good moment till the Cowboys came in. And then, he did, okay. and then he didn't play in preseason at all. So that was kind of it. So I think he's had a better camp already than he did a year ago. Ooh. That's encouraging. Okay. And I don't know. if everybody remember. remembers, Russ came out in the opener last year and threw for 340. And they would have put 30 points on the board if they didn't fumble twice at the one-yard line. There was another play today with, uh, I want to call him Richard Burton, but that wouldn't be appropriate. Michael Burton. And he's this, he's Richie. He looks like Richie. It's like Richie plays for the Broncos. And it was just a little easy, lower red zone, swing pass. Ain't no nothing to do. And he just put it right on him. And there's 20 just angling for the, the cone. And that dude, like Richie, ain't going down on the first contact. I mean, good luck. Good luck stopping Richie running down the hallway. That would be fun. Just put Richie in some pads. Let him barrel down the hallway. Full speed, Richie. Let's see who's going to stop him on the first go. Yeah, you give me a head of steam. I feel like I can. You're going to get past the first guy. You know, the second guy might trip you up a little bit. But, you know, a full head of steam with Richie? If we all line the hallway, if we all line the hallways, could Richie get to the elevator without getting tackled? Hmm. Tell now, me the, there tell me, to be some on the line. Tell, like me, tell gets, me the order of people he would go through. Well, you're first. <laughs> like, like nothing. <laughs> and then you get down to the corner, and there's Drew. I, mean, I would die for his ankles, but it wouldn't. Uh, Drew would be next. He's next. It's like paper mache, he'd go through Drew. And then KJ's down past the glass windows. And KJ wouldn't have a chance. And then I'm the last line of defense right outside the elevator. Ah, I think I'm taking Richie for, for that one. I mean, he, he may be a little bit tired by the time he gets to you. KJ probably, That's my hope. KJ probably puts up a little bit better fight than me and uh, <laughs> Drew. Drew would probably just see Richie coming, and then he would go for lunch. <laughs> Call in sick. No, I'd be like, I got to go. You know, Stokely wants a hamburger. I, I, I don't know what, whatever he needs to do. Well, so you're, you're big on Burton, and Burton catching swing passes may turn into their pseudo running game. And just to tie back what we were talking about. I'm Checker just saying, out. this is a simple play it's a simple design. It's going to work. It's going to get you first downs. It's going to convert third downs. It's going to work in the red zone. This is the type of guy 
that you should have had last year for Russell Wilson. Agreed. It is the easy button. And then what was frustrating late in the practice, and Russ had a good practice today, what was frustrating is the easy button was open again, and I get it. It's practice. You want to try. Yeah, you've already done the easy button. All right, because the hard button doesn't work so well. That's all right. you got to learn that. Well, we, we learned it again today. We learned it a couple of times late today. We saw what doesn't work. But I, I get it. It's practice. But previous to that, the good things had worked. But all the people who think this is going to be a run-heavy offense, which I do not believe. Sean Payton is an offensive-minded head coach. Offensive-minded well, head coaches run, want to throw heavy. the ball. The fine run-heavy. More than 50% runs. Oh, it's I, definitely going to be more than 50%. No way. Not a not a chance. What do you want to put on that one? Not a chance. And But here's the thing that's going to be a little bit towards your side of it, is there's going to be a lot of quote-unquote passes uh, that are yeah, glorified yeah. runs, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So little little swings to Burton in the flat. There's going to be little swings. There's going to be little releases. There's going to be um, reverses to, like, Jerry Judy and other guys. There's going to be there's going to be a lot of, you know, virtual handoff sort of stuff. Correct. They will not run the ball more than they throw it, though. I, yeah. I just I don't believe that for, for a minute. I do think, though, they have a running back problem. I think Javante Williams was a great story, and we graded him on a curve because it's cool that he's out there. But if we're just being honest, we haven't seen a single good moment from Javante Williams. Well, right. we got Whoa, that was great. Uh, Javante, uh, w- that could be an issue. And uh, a good, I'm going to give Orlando a, a gold star for sort of pointing that out. And I thought it got, you know, I think Orlando might be onto something on that one. And I did not consider it before I heard from Orlando. But we shouldn't be surprised by this because we've all been through Jamal Murray. Like, right. nobody should be surprised And Cortland Sutton. And Cortland Sutton. And Cortland Sutton. Our analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by Great Range Premium Bison. We will get to what Sean Payton said that we both love. Yep. And I don't think I got embarrassed, but, you know, no. a lot of people want to walk down that road. Kind of a lot too many people want to walk down that I road. I mean, it was funny. Okay, we'll find out. We'll hear it next. Training Camp 2023, Great Range Premium Bison presents The Drive. you got to have an ace in the hole. All right, uh, we'll get to my uh, shaming. Take a little objection to that, but we'll get through it. Seems like a bit of an overstatement. Well, we'll get to it, though. But here is what Sean Payton said, which, listen, I know he stepped in it, James, a little bit with Jared Bell of USA Today. I get it. It's not how you want to start things. But if we can just get over that moment, aside from what he really, all he really did was offend the the code, and it, 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 you know, ruffled some feathers, but it's not like he said anything that we weren't already thinking in the first place. Didn't it kind of also put all the pressure on him? It, it put a pressure on him. It, it set a target for him with every team in the league, and it put more pressure on Russ. It just didn't accomplish anything. Like, there was no bigger plan to it. It, it and, and he violated what the most important thing is why it was a mistake. He he looked hypocritical with his anonymous donor thing. So it was a mistake. Period. The end. But uh, let's just get. I'll just. I'll give it to you. I'll give just it get, to you. give it to me okay. because for now everything else has been like fantastic. It has been like everything. And I, and he else. wasn't my guy when they when they were going through the process. It was Jim Harbaugh, and then I was the D'Amico Ryan's guy, but. Everything he's done, and I would even put that in there, but I'll give you that for the sake of argument. Everything else he's done has been great. I'll give you another one today. When asked about 
how things are going to go for preseason games? Probably just as easy to answer the question as what I don't want to see. I don't want to see 10 guys in the field. I don't want to see uniforms off after we're done playing, sunglasses on, Gilligan's hats on, interviews during the game. Um, that's what I don't want to see. I was so tempted, but I know I had reached my, you know, I got to be careful with my questions. Yeah. yeah. I, I felt just like blurting out, how do you feel about guys getting engaged during the game? And you want to talk about a moment again, James? We were the party poopers with yes, Hill Day. Yes, we were. We were the guys that said, hey, how about focus on your teammates? We were the, we were the guys that everybody, oh, lighten up, who cares, blah, 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 Don't blah. Don't plan a Halloween party in August. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're the jerks that mm-hmm. pointed all that out. Mm-hmm. That is just being hammered over and over again by Sean Payton, which I love because I've thought for years the Gilligan hats, the the foolishness on the sidelines, the interviews, I'm like, I, I don't really have a big problem with that. I mean, it's just local TV trying to get their deal done. But I talked to Brian Olson at Channel 9. He was like, yep, oh, yeah. Yeah, that ain't happening for us anymore. You know, like, oh, okay, whatever. But the most absurd moment in Broncos history during a preseason game was when incompetent right tackle Menelik Watson decided during a preseason game it was the right time to ask his girlfriend to become his fiance and got engaged during the game. And everybody was like, that is amazing. That is fantastic. To me, that was one of the the, the, the dumbest, most insulting sort of you got to be kidding me with the discipline of this team moments. Yep. I've ever remembered in Broncos history. I'm 100% with you. It was ridiculous. And, you know, we got called the fun police because we didn't think it was just great. But at the end of the day, by and large, the teams that do that kind of crap are bad teams. The teams that don't do that kind of stuff tend to be the better football teams. It's the little things. The little things add up. And if you're constantly doing little things that say, I'm not focused on my job. I'm not worried about the priority. I'm worried about all the ancillary stuff that comes with being an NFL player. It all compounds and adds up at some point, and you end up going through this stretch where it's been the worst in the the history of this franchise when they've been in the NFL. That's the stuff that adds up. You don't see that in New England. No. You don't see it in Kansas City. You don't see it in Philly or pick your good team. That's not the kind of thing you see, and you saw it over and over and over again here. And it's it's just foolishness, and it, they don't need any of it. So I thought that was great today. I thought that was exactly, especially when you're a bad team trying to become good, mm-hmm. and you're tr- we've heard all this stuff year after year about culture, mm-hmm. culture, culture, culture. Mm-hmm. That's not a winning culture when you're goofing around at work. Our right, analysis of training camp 2023 is presented by Lincoln Tech. Put your potential to work. So listen, I'll, I'll you know DMAC gets served by Sean Payne. Listen, here's the rules out there. Let me explain what the rules are. Especially when there's no fans there. We're not supposed to talk about what happens unless you ask the coach about it if there's no fans there. We all saw Justin Simmons off to the side today, you know, just going, working out with no uniform on. Like, they're like, there's rehab happening. Not just like there's something kind of bugging me. I still have my jersey on, whatever. No, no, no. He's out there with, like, the, you know, the guys who, who need rehab. And it's Justin Simmons who wasn't there on Saturday. For, for whatever reason, it took, like, ten questions, like, to, to get to it. I'm sitting there like, is nobody going to ask about Justin Simmons? 
But don't forget, Sean Payton said, James, I'm not going to talk about injuries. So how exactly do you get some sort of comment about Justin Simmons, who appears to have something going on, without asking the coach about injuries? How exactly would you do it? Uh, saw some pretty good play from the uh, the backup safeties today, coach. <laughs> well, that's, to comment? That, is, that is kind of the direction. So listen carefully. This is what I asked him. Well, I want to look at the tape. Uh, obviously, there's a lot going on. We had, third, we had a whole third down script, and then we mixed the down and distance. Um, you know, so I, I don't look until I go up and watch the film and, and see all the specifics. Sometimes you, you got good protection, and you're not doing something on the route. Sometimes defensively, you're on point, and maybe you give up a play, but... Um, I'll, I'll take a peek at the tape and we'll, we'll get a better idea. A lot of stuff we can coach off of, which we're constantly doing. So my question was, because it's a little hard to hear, what's the difference without Justin Simmons and with him? Okay. Because not so coincidentally, Russell Wilson has been really good the past couple of practices and no Justin Simmons. When he's not facing one of the top three safeties in the league? It helps. Yeah. And, that and makes we'll, sense. We'll dig into it deeper about, you know, the role of Justin Simmons. So that's what I'm asking. What's the difference with him and without him? And here's what Sean says. Well, look, he's a veteran player, great communicator. He's he's someone that, you know, was always in the right spot. He's savvy, he's smart. So some other younger guys, you know, will step in. He's He tweaked uh, like a groin a couple days ago. So there it is. Like, we get news. Yeah. Right there. The coach who said he wasn't going to talk about injuries on a question that wasn't about injuries just told you he tweaked a groin, which is kind of a bummer, actually. Like, okay, let's see how it goes. Now, a natural question would be, hey, is he going to play? Like, how are you going to manage guys? But this is where I get out. Okay. This is uh, served. This is where I get served. We'll, we'll be smart with him and, and eventually get him back. But in the meantime, you know, other guys will get a chance to to get in and get some reps. But um, you know, when you lose someone with with his experience, but also his IQ, his football IQ is is pretty rare. Like you're just not play by the You asked me. Is that your second question? You only get one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, I took that. As By the way, he was, when he said it to me, too, he was smiling. Yeah. And, you know, there was a little, like, you know, it was like that, by the way. I took but, it but, but whatever. as his funny way of trying to say, I'm not answering that question. I, yes, of course. And I, it's a follow-up anyways. It wasn't a, a and right. it was a logical question, like, and you know what it really goes to. How bad is it? Like, yeah. What, what are we dealing with? If he doesn't practice Simmons? tomorrow on Wednesday and doesn't play on Friday... Then I think we got something to worry and about. And I, I should explain, too, he had said he, he and the coaches have already gone through guys who are not going to play on Friday. He already said that. Well, and what's funny is you got a lot of the people taking the victory lap about last year in preseason and how Hackett handled mm-hmm. it and how they were right. But now that a game is here, yeah, would you play Justin Simmons? Absolutely not. Would you play Pat Sertan? No. Would you play, given the fact they've already lost Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy? Yes. They have to play because of, of Russell Wilson, unfortunately. Now, now, I'm probably with you, but it's a consideration because imagine if one of those two gets hurt on August I'm, 11th. It, it sucks, but they got to play because... Would you play Javante? No. Okay, so this whole just, you know... Yeah, but you got to you got to get Russ in rhythm. This you gotta, rule that we're I'm, playing everybody, it's football. You got to play everybody. Well, I would hardly play anybody on the defense. I mean, I don't need to... Are you playing Randy Gregory? No. Zach Allen? No. Uh, they don't need I'm to play. I'm with you. 
I'm 100% but with Russ, you. Russ and the offense need to play. They've got to play. And I'm sorry. There's a few guys that I normally wouldn't have play that are, I mean, we got we to gotta get this together. We got to get it together. And the only way to get it together is for those guys to play. You can hang around or you can leave. I'm, I don't know. I'm with you. It's just a broad brush to say everybody's got to play. Um. Well, how about how much they're going to play? We'll get into it with Football at 4 next.